Percy, I've read a number of accounts of pastors getting the coronavirus. How do people of faith process something like this? You know, Wayne, this is a great question. And I think in many cases, this may have people of faith in the faith community shaken and a bit confused. But we have to remember that pastors are people just like everyone else. And we all live in a fallen world. It should not be a question of why did a pastor get sick? It really should be a question of what can we learn about walking with God through sickness or a challenge of sickness as a result of their journey. On this episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, we talk about the impact that sickness has on people of faith, when it affects spiritual leaders, and how we can be encouraged through their example. Keep listening. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and uh, we are doing a series of programs with Percy at his home because as we record this, Percy, most of us are spending lots of time at home these days. We are, and you know, in some cases, uh, we don't like it. It's not comfortable for us, but it is necessary. And, and, and I agree, and I think it is prudent at this hour and time. But I tell you, we're finding out a lot about ourselves that I think also is a good uh, exercise in terms of resetting, you know, how we function and, yes. and what we prioritize. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm actually taking advantage of, of spending quality time with my wife and with the father, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because I've been thinking about that too. It really does change our priorities, and maybe this will have a, in the midst of the crisis this has been, maybe this will, there'll be some positives that'll come out of this as well. Well, you know, I'll say this from a faith-based perspective. The God that I know and the God that I serve, I can't speak on anyone else's behalf. I know that God is an opportunist, and there will be godly good things that will and can come from this despite what we see and feel right now. And so uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning at some point. Well, let's get into our conversation today about spiritual leaders dealing with cancer and the coronavirus. You know, we live in a fallen world. It's subject to disease. But this truth should not lead us to doubt God at all, who is our true hope of salvation. I know you believe that with all your heart. I do, because ultimately, at the end of the day, the Word of God, you know, from a faith-based and a, uh, a Christian perspective, reminds us constantly about the reality of who God is in conjunction with what we see, hear, and feel in our natural world, and that uh, really as believers, we all at some point have to make a decision and a choice, if you will, to focus on those principles and spiritual realities that may supersede our natural environment. And that is the big principle here, that ultimately God is, you know, our true hope of salvation. You know, thank God for any other outlet or any other group of individuals or organizations that can and, and do benefit and work on our behalf. But ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, the God of our salvation and the God of our hope is where we lean into and lean on in times of trouble, my mm. friend. Well, to set up our conversation today, I know you want to take us to the story of Job. It's in uh, the book of Job. So, uh, why don't you why don't you open there and let's start with God's word. Well, let's do this. And again, I want to read this scripture in the context of 
individuals that we may see to be in a leadership perspective or someone who represents God in a way that they're blessed, they're an example, someone that we can kind of model our life after. I think Job fits this description very well in the context of today's uh, circumstances. So Job 1, verse 1, and then we're going to read verse 18 through 20. So we're going to read verse 1, and then we're going to jump to verse 18 and 20. It says, in the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. Underscore those words. Yeah, absolutely, because it's very important. Uh, he feared God and shunned evil. Next thing to underline. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind, or we could say a mighty virus or mm. a mighty calamity, swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead. Mm. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and did what? He worshiped God. And this text I, 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 I highlighted, and, and, and this is somewhat of a controversial text. I've heard a lot of different preachers take very different angles on this. But the approach that I want to take with this is that first and foremost, what is clear and obvious, that there was something very unfortunate that happened to Job, who the Bible says was just and upright. He was blameless he was upright. In other words, there was nothing that we can discern that Job did that would warrant any type of negative impact upon his life that he pulled upon himself. Because sometimes uh, we take this position of what did you do? How did you participate in allowing something to take place in your life or facilitate that process? In the context of this scripture, Job did none of those. He said he was blameless and he was upright before God and he feared God and he shunned evil. But yet we know that in the context of this scripture, Job lost almost all that he had and he lost his family and his children to disaster. And, and we're experiencing right now negative impact of a type of disaster in our world, uh, a pandemic that is afflicting what some people may consider or define as righteous and unrighteous. Mm. Uh, those who may be considered holy and unholy, however you want to define and outline that. The fact of the matter is we are experiencing something right now, Wayne, that has been indiscriminate. You know, uh, interestingly enough, I saw, oh, I guess a couple of days ago, uh, the number of spiritual leaders and pastors of churches and bishops that have been impacted by coronavirus and their families. And uh, these were upstanding people in their community and their church community. And so the question to be asked is when we see spiritual leaders dealing with negative challenges, cancer, coronavirus, et cetera, how do we process that? What right. are we to interpret yeah. or think about that in lieu of looking at that and, and trying to understand where is God in the midst of all of that? Well, let's unpack the answer to that as we go through our conversation here today on health, hope, and inspiration. But let me pause and recommend our resource, which you can download now at our website. The resource is The Blame Game, Is This Cancer My Fault? 
Now, that's a provocative question, and uh, Percy answers it in this resource. The blame game, is this cancer my fault? You can download this right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com, healthhopeandinspiration.com. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or you can call 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Our theme today is spiritual leaders dealing with cancer, coronavirus, etc. And uh, already we've looked at Job, and what a what a great launching point that is, Percy. By the way, but let's uh, let's pick up some other scripture and and learn from it as we go through the conversation now. Well, sure. And and again, what we're we're trying to wrap our arms and our heart around is again pastors, spiritual leaders, those dare we even say people who are spiritually mature, people who are living quote unquote a godly lifestyle who may face sickness and disease in their life, be it cancer, coronavirus, whatever, does that impact the the fact that in any way that that represents a lack of faith in their life or, or a lack of faithfulness on God's part? So with that, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 basically tells us this, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. And here's the operative statement here that we need to take from our holy scriptures. But time and chance happens to them all. Hmm. And it's a profound school of thought, Wayne, that we need to process and wrap our minds around. So before I go into some other speaking points, let me set it up this way. Okay. We, we read you know, contextually about Job. And of course, you know, many can say, well, that was the Old Testament. That was many, many, many years ago. How can that school of thought be relevant today? And because this particular spiritual leader, who I have such an immense respect for, and as well as much of our country, uh, recently over the last year has been extremely public and vocal around uh, Dr. Tony Evans, whose wife died of mm-hmm. cancer yes. about three months ago, I believe it was, if yeah. I have the time frame correct, yeah. at the time of this recording, uh, went very public, uh, were provided updates probably on a weekly and monthly basis of her process and how she was doing and how her fight was going on. And then ultimately she passed mm-hmm. away and they did not hide that. They did not try to you know, sweep that under the carpet. They nope. talked about it very openly. But the point to be made is, and and I don't know of many people who, who find much fault or any fault with Dr. Tony Evans. He's a high integrity guy. There's never been a, a moment of any bad thing that I've ever heard about his ministry. And yet here is a man and his wife who have been serving God for what, 50 years? Right. Uh, has a great congregation in church. And his wife got cancer and yeah. then ultimately died after trusting and believing God for yeah, her I, wellness. I know Tony, I knew Lois, and I know that their family has suffered in many ways, not just this one instance, but uh, many other ways as well. So that is correct. And so th- they have had other challenges of family members, and they've always stood tall to say that 
uh, they love God and that God is good and and that God is true. And so the point to be made here with regard to the Ecclesiastes scripture is that, again, bad things happen to good people. And dare I say, bad things happen to godly people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. And there may be some that may want to take a different direction with that. But I've lived long enough and I've supported enough people who are truly wonderful people of faith that have experienced and have to work through calamity, tragedy and hardship. Uh, particularly with regard to sickness and disease. So the first thing that we we, we want to just continue to remind ourselves, good and bad happens to us all. Again, my mom used to say to me, she said, son, if you live long enough, everyone gets a turn to swing back <laughs> at some type of difficulty or challenge in life that will shake us and will challenge us around our faith and our belief in God. And how do we view moving forward in the midst of that? And so Point number one is that good and bad happens to us all. The second point here is is that according to Romans 12 and 15, it tells us that we should rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, which indicates and is indicative of this principle, that there will be times when people of faith, the church, those who are spiritually inclined and committed that there will be times that they will have to rejoice and there will be times that they will have to weep. It's part of the human experience and it is not necessarily reflective of one's lack of faith or God's lack of faithfulness to us and for us. It's a matter of having perspective and working through that. And so, again, we want to encourage it, particularly with regard to your spiritual leader. Uh, You may have or are experiencing your spiritual leader working through a health challenge right now. And it may be coronavirus or it may be cancer. Do not allow yourself to go to the place where your spiritual leader isn't faithful or that God is not being faithful on their behalf. But they are part of the human experience. And in this particular equation, This is the season that they must work through, but do not allow your faith to waver in who God is. Such good advice, Uh, Percy. Thank you so much. I know there's more to say on this, and we will in a moment, but I just want to pause and thank everyone um, as who have been listening to this podcast, who appreciate your ministry on this podcast. And uh, we're here every week with uh, a new episode, and even during this uh, time as we record that we're set aside and have reached you at home to keep going here. You know, we're not going to little little thing like this virus keep us from pumping out this uh, encouragement to people. Uh, so thanks for making yourself available from your home for these conversations. And I, I want to encourage our listeners to pass the word around about uh, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. It's available from Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms as well. But just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and click the subscribe button. And uh, also, when you can, uh, leave a review of the program. That really helps us uh, as uh, other people investigate who we are and what we're doing and what we're all about here. When they read your reviews, it uh, encourages them to listen as well. So it all starts at healthhopeandinspiration.com. So today we're talking about spiritual leaders dealing with cancer, coronavirus, etc. And uh, Percy, it's been so helpful already, but I know you have more you want to say. You want to take us to Deuteronomy? I do, because as we continue to delve into this, and again, as I continue to just keep my my ear attuned to what's happening, we are seeing spiritual leaders who are uh, basically being impacted by coronavirus. And I think that it is throwing some people of faith off a little bit with regard to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we want to counterbalance uh, anyone that may be in a state of dismay if you are seeing your spiritual leader or a spiritual leader who may be uh, dealing with this and not lose focus 
And so Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, verse three tells us this. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Now, depending on on your spiritual or theological camp that one may come from, there could be some differing of opinion of what this scripture is saying and suggesting. Number one, I hear certain individuals saying, well, that's an Old Testament scripture. And so that's under the old covenant. But under the new covenant, under the New Testament, you know, uh, we have different promises and et cetera, et cetera. And, And fundamentally, I agree with that. But I still would suggest that what is being extracted and extrapolated from this scripture is the fact that there are some things that God allows to happen uh, in our lives and our world. And fundamentally, there are purposes for that. And so with that being said, uh, is it possible that the Lord has allowed bad things to happen? Well, again, it's a it's a deep theological question, and there are different schools of thought that may approach it from a different perspective. But I would suggest to you that it is something for us to consider and mm-hmm. to ponder at the end of the day. He's God so and that, we're not. Yeah, he's sovereign. His will is sovereign. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a proverb scripture that says that many are the desires of a man's heart, but only the purposes of the Lord will prevail. And God has a plan and a purpose for everything and anything that takes place. And so uh, we need to always keep our spiritual psyche and our spiritual emotions open to the fact that there is a plan and a purpose for all things that God allows to take place in our lives. Number two, sometimes God is teaching us. Sometimes he is testing us. Sometimes we just don't know why, Wayne. How about that? How about that as a school of thought? Sure. Uh, I am actually uh, finding it interesting I'll use the word interesting at 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 the different faith leaders of the world who are putting their own unique spin on what they think is happening. And it varies across the spectrum of theological lines that 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 takes on many different schools of thought. But at the end of the day, I think that it is fair to say what the scripture says, that our ways are not his ways. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Uh, you know, our thoughts as as far from him as the East is from the West. And at some point we have to sit down and simply say, I don't know why this is happening. I don't understand what is going on right now, but that does not negate the fact that I still trust in God. It's okay to say that I don't know why. Can we also admit that sometimes it's because we make mistakes? Well, again, and of course that's our last point in, in this particular bullet point. It is possible, Wayne, and I know that we try to be very conscious and sensitive of of not casting blame upon or to anyone. But there are times in our lives that we have to examine what did I do or how did I unconsciously, unwillingly, you know, allow something to take place in my life that, you know, then there was a consequence to. And so all of these schools of thought ultimately are something for us to kind of keep in the back of our minds that allows us not as as Job said, as the text said, that Job fell on his face, but he still worshiped God in the midst of his calamity. Mm-hmm. He did not allow his circumstances to have a negative word or thought toward God. 
he continued to worship God in the midst of his trials and tribulations. And that is, I think, the bigger point for, for us all to embrace today while we work through the impact of coronavirus and our lifestyle and our world and all that we're feeling because we are all feeling a certain kind of way hmm. and it's uncomfortable and it's yep. not pleasant. Yep. I want to come back to Job in a moment, but let me remind everyone that if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of the friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. Easy to remember, 866-712-HOPE, HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And one more thing just before I return to Percy's uh, teaching for us here today is our resource, The Blame Game, Is This Cancer My Fault, is available. Uh, this answers this provocative question, and you can uh, download this resource right now, The Blame Game, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we started with Job. Let's, uh, let's kind of wrap up our conversation, go back to the story of Job. He teaches us so much. He does. And, and just before we go back there, I just want to make sure that I've at this one last addendum to the last point that okay. I, I negated to finish and close with. Okay. Even if we've missed and made mistakes that ultimately may have in some way contributed to our circumstances, Wayne, the upshot to that is that we serve a God that basically at the end of the day forgives us of mm -hmm. our sins, oh, yes. our trespasses, right. and our misgivings. And so, you know, Psalms 147.11 says that the Lord takes pleasure in those who hope in his mercy. So yeah. he is faithful to forgive us, yeah. even if and when we do fall, make mistakes, oh, so or miss the mark. So bear that in mind, because we don't have to live under the curse of judgment forever. Uh, we may have to work through a season of situations and circumstances, but God is there to restore us and to forgive us afresh and anew. Job knew he was a merciful God. He did. And so when we when we now circle back to Job, which is where we started, Job 1, verse 22 tells us, in all this, in all what? In, in his family and, and losing his, his possessions and all of the calamity that befell him, because remember, Job was a just and upright man. According to the scripture, he had done nothing wrong for the things that happened to him to take place. So in all of that, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And so as we close, despite bad things happening to us, Wayne, we must not blame God or we should not blame God. Now, let me say this as a, as a little caveat, our human nature may kick in and we may think that for a second or for a season. I still believe that God is big enough and his mercy endureth forever. Praise yeah, God. Amen. Uh, that the love of God covers a multitude of sins. The Bible says that even when we find ourselves having what I call a, a moment of insanity, <laughs> where we begin to blame God for what has happened to us, God is still willing to forgive us and work with us. But ultimately, we've got to get back to a place that we don't charge that to God's hand. But there is room for lament. But that's different than blaming God. Right. And lamenting is very different because at the end of the day, lamenting is really uh, the scripture that comes to mind is, is being broken. Uh, the Bible says that, you know, having a broken and a contrite heart where deep within us, we're working through feeling this pain and agony of 
uh, feeling bad and, and feeling remorseful and sorry for what has happened and who we are. Uh, David was probably the most, you know, lamenting of, of some of our uh, biblical yeah, characters. He was very honest he about cried, it, yeah. He cried out to God morning, noon, and night, the Bible would say, uh, and shaved his head and it would just throw himself on the altar before the Lord in lamentation. So we actually have a book of the Bible actually called Lamentations mm-hmm. that, that deals with that very dynamic. So that is different. And that is part of a spiritual journey. And dare I say, a, a cleansing and a purging that is healthy for us to lament and to have lamentation before the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that at all, actually. Yeah. So whether it's a pandemic or whether it's cancer, uh, we can't shake a fist at God and blame God. We, you know, he's the answer here for us. He's, he's not the problem. Yeah. Well, well, here's the here's the deal. What happens, and this is part of our human nature, and we all have to be careful with this, when we don't know why something has happened to us, inevitably what can happen is that it proves, number one, that we don't know much about the whole situation, but we're reacting to our emotions of, of what is going on with us. And what can come out of that is that due to our ignorance or lack of understanding why, then what we can do is we can lash out and we can forget about uh, God's faithfulness. We should not allow our lack of understanding of what is happening. And we're dealing with that right now with this pandemic. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get why, how come? And I'm listening to all of the different talking heads that are now starting to accuse each other. You didn't say something soon enough. You should have read a report. How come we didn't have more supplies in the stockpile, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as far as I'm concerned, that's looking in the rearview mirror. We need to look in the windshield because we've got to figure out where we're going. And that doesn't help us because ultimately what we're trying to do is make ourselves feel better about what is happening that we don't understand. And then we start pointing fingers. And so with that being said, it's just a lack of our ignorance that we don't know and we don't understand the totality of the situation. So we lash out and we start looking for individuals or scenarios or people to blame. And that never really helps us really at the end of the day. We've got no. to move forward. No. And that's true for even cancer patients. You know, we, we, we've got to figure out a way to get in the present so that we can potentially move to the future versus staying in the past. And so that's one dynamic. And then the other thing is, uh, to your point, God is our answer. He is not our problem. Uh, I I have committed in my heart, Wayne, and I want to say this loud and clear, no matter what happens to Percy McRae, Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P, the voice of inspiration, I have committed in my heart that God is my answer. He is not my problem. The bulk of my life has been full of great things that has been facilitated due to God, because of God, and by God, and they far outweigh anything negative or challenges that I may have faced or will face. I forever will serve and worship the Lord and declare that he is good all the time. And lastly, God is always faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to himself and he is faithful to his purposes. The key for all of us is is getting in God's word and getting in his purposes so that we can hopefully experience his faithfulness because that's what God is faithful to at the end of the day. Some of all this, God is faithful. He is faithful. And so sometimes the best example, going back to our our topic, spiritual leaders dealing with cancer or and or coronavirus or et cetera, sometimes the best example of a pastor or a spiritual leader is to show us 
uh, how to live and trust God in the midst of their own challenges or their own sickness. Again, Dr. Tony Evans keeps popping up in the, in yep. the front of my mind. Yep. He's never stopped preaching and teaching. He's continually stood tall to say, despite whatever happened to his wife, that God is good and that God is faithful and that he is going to, he and his entire family have decided that they're going to serve God, that maybe our need for their example is why they are dealing with their struggles that we get to see played out publicly. And that may be part of the assignment for their life from a ministry perspective. And so just some food of thought to mm-hmm. consider versus taking the disposition that God well, isn't faithful or that somehow your spiritual leader wasn't faithful. Part of the exercise and the process is to be an example of allowing God to show how he can work in the midst of a life of someone that we love and respect from a spiritual perspective to be our example. Thank you for this conversation, Percy. I know it's been of great encouragement to a number of listeners. It's no accident that you heard today's program here, the podcast Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you'd like to download our resource, The Blame Game, it's available. The Blame Game, Is This Cancer My Fault? You can read more of the thoughts of Reverend Percy McRae there on our resource, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, any last word you want to share with us as we wrap up? Well, again, the last word of the day simply is that the Bible says that our spiritual leaders and those who stand before us are there to be examples to us, to stand before us, uh, not only in the good days, but in the bad as well, to display the glory of the Lord and to be witnesses of who God is that we can glean from today. Uh, Do not be discouraged and do not be dismayed, even if you find a spiritual leader uh, that may be struggling or going through a challenge at the end of the day. They, too, are part of the human community and they, too, must walk by faith and not by sight, as we all should honor and glorify God in the midst of our challenges. Be encouraged on this day. Thank you, brother. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling others about this podcast. And thanks for just being you and encouraging us with your comments along the way. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.